0: his greatness can never be disputed. Amen. Amen. As I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Chetty just got held up with the family. Amen. Now let us uh, God bless you. Let us just turn our Bibles to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah The 46th chapter, verse 10, Ah, amen, is it found, let's read it together, it says declaring the end from the beginning. And from, times, the that are not yet done, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. The counsel is there. It means purpose. My purpose shall stand. Amen. That means the Lord knew the end before the beginning. How many agree with that? From ancient times, the things that are not yet done, he already knew about them. Then in the, Messiah, in the book of Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the 11th verse. If found, you can say amen. amen. I read in this manner, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. For
1: I know the thoughts that I think towards you.
0: Saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. Thoughts of peace. And, not of evil. and not of evil. To give you an expected end. God is not thinking evil about you. He's thinking good stuff about you to bring you to your expected end. Then shall he call upon me me. and he shall go and pray unto me and And I will hearken unto you you. and ye shall seek me Seek me and, find me. and find me. When ye shall, shall search for me with all your heart. The Lord is not going to be elusive. When we seek for him, we will find him. How many agree with that? Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, this evening we appreciate your mercy. It is by grace that we are here tonight. The enemy did not want us to be in good health. The enemy did not want us to be in a good state of mind. But we have defied all the intentions of the enemy. And here we are by the grace of God. Even tomorrow, there are certain wishes that the enemy has against us. But dear God, I'm glad that the scripture says you will bring us to an expected end despite what the enemy's shenanigans may be, but there is a Lord God who takes care of his seat. We appreciate you for being our God. We want to commit everything to you and commit the believers tonight here and even those that could not make it, just be gracious to them as we commit everybody to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly while you take your seats for a couple of minutes amen I, just a couple of minutes i just want us to speak on the message for tonight will be what i would call an offshoot from sunday amen so on sunday we spoke about predestination uh and we're tremendously blessed by the subject so this evening, I just wanted us to speak on destiny. Amen. Amen. Destiny. That's what I would like us to speak on. Maybe if you would just bring one diagram, the first one that we were dwelling on on Sunday, just to recap. Amen. You still remember? Amen. We said... If God is infinite, he, he, as the scripture says, He already from ancient times, He already knew things that were not yet done. Are you still with me? Amen. But it says, His purpose shall stand. And declaring the end from the beginning. So our, we spoke on Sunday that the, when we speak about the subject of predestination, Predestination looks back on foreknowledge. And then foreknowledge looks forward to destiny. So that means God, by predestination, he foreknew what decisions you were going to take. And based on your decision, based on the foreknowledge, then he could predestinate. If you remember, we said he chose you because he knew that you were going to choose him. Are you still with me? Yes. So are, his choice is a reflection of your choice here before you made that choice. But this morning I want to, or this evening, I'm not on this, but I am want to dwell on this aspect of destiny. Now, if God foreknew, had a foreknowledge of how things were going to pan out, I believe that wherever we are, we, for a lack of a better word, we are the children of destiny. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I, I always, it it always plays at the back of my mind. Whenever I look at my life, I say, God, give me your optics, give me your spectacles, so that when I look at my life, it should be exactly the way you would want to look at my life. Are, are you still with me? Amen. There is a, there is a, there is a way. God for you about you he for knew about your footsteps the decisions that you're going to take your habits every person that you are going you are going to interact with God knew about it now what we are here we are just acting out destiny now there is a difference between destiny and fate destiny is intentional fate is unintentional so if you leave something to fate, it means normally with fate, things are unfavorable. You say it will determine my fate. We are not the product of fate. We are the product of destiny. Amen. There is, a, there is, a, there is a, an intentional effort behind our lives. Are you still with me? Fate is something that you cannot change. Destiny is something that which you are meant to do. While faith is what happens when you don't take responsibility for your life, destiny is what happens when you commit it to growing. Are you still with me? Now, uh, maybe to dwell on the foreknowledge, the prophet of God in the message, things that are to be, paragraph 25, he says, your birth here was preplanned. Are you still here believers? You, you, you are not an afterthought. You were planned that you should be here. Amen. I know that. I know there are times there are some people because of maybe challenges of life or of being overwhelmed by a lot of things, they tend to have this mind in them that maybe they are here on earth by accident. We are not here on earth by accident. We are here because we were. It was. Pre-planned by God that we needed to be here. Can somebody say Amen to that? Your birth here was pre-planned. I guess you believe that. Every one of you know that our birth was pre-planned. Did you know that your being here never originated at a myth or a thought? Everything was pre-planned by God before the foundation of the world that you would be here. Hallelujah You are not here because your parents wanted you to be here Even if they did not want you to be here You were going to be here Are you still with me You are not here because you were born in the best hospital Even if you you were born in a rural area Where there was no primary health care You were pre-planned to be here Ah, This gives me goosebumps Before the foundation of the world that you would be here the infinite God knew it. And to be, to be infinite, he had to know every flea that ever would be in the earth. And how many times it would bat its eye. That's infinite. See, our little minds cannot fathom what infinite means. The infinite God. He knew all things. Therefore, there is nothing out of cater. Uh, are you still with me? This evening do you believe that there is nothing Out of cater? Yes. Every experience you had to go through it Every person you met You had to meet them Everything it's a summation of who you are yes. You had to go Through that because it was Preplanned by God that it needed to be In that way yes. Are you still with me yes. Now It continues in the same message brother Paragraph 49 if we get to that one. <coughs> Same message, paragraph 49. It says, like, like many kinds of hills, like many kinds of rivers, springs, lakes, they were here when you come here. First, because the kindness of your heavenly Father placed them here. The river, it is the, it is the evidence of the kindness of your Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Yes. Are there people that love rivers here? Hallelujah. Yes. Brother White is a fisherman. Are there people that love the, the valleys? Hallelujah. Yes. There are people that love the seaside. Yes. Oh, oh, all these things were planned by God before you could be here. Yes. Because it was the kindness of your Heavenly Father. He knew some would be the mountain people. He created the mountains. He knew some would be the valley people. He created the valleys. So everything has been pre-planned. I don't know whether you get where we are going. So that means your, your birth year was pre-planned. And the environment in which you were born into was already pre-planned. I hope we are together. Because some men likes mountains Some people like waters Some like deserts See, you're coming He knew your nature And what you would be So he made it just the way That you could enjoy it (laughs) Hallelujah Hallelujah. Folks, you you must enjoy being here on earth I, I don't know Maybe some people are buying into this thing That you need to suffer No, no, no the brother Must say human heart was made to be happy. Yes. Hallelujah. God can never design a human heart to be happy and not create a happiness for the human heart. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. I, I, I don't know whether we, somebody will get, we were made, we are the products of happiness. Yes. Yes. He knew your nature and what you would be. So he made it just the way that you could enjoy it. I think that's a wonderful father. See, no that he, he made it like this. I'm glad he made mountains. I like the mountains. I like that where the others oh I can't stand some can't stand the mountains. Oh he must have emptied his mortar box out there. Well he emptied it out so I could enjoy it. You see? So then then say like the plains where I can see long ways. Well the two different natures. Both of us Christians. Hallelujah. That's why if you like mountains, don't make it a religion. Some of us, we don't like mountains. Amen. But the Father knew that you would be here. Folks, your arrival is not an accident. The Heavenly Father knew you would be here. And prepared everything for you. Before you got here, yes. if somebody prepared everything for you, do you need to prepare anything? No. You need to look what is already prepared for you. Yes. Everything that you need has already been prepared. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. Amen. You are first coming here, he had it ready for you when you got here. Isn't that marvelous to think of what he done? Go up, I, I down. But now remember, these are only temporary gifts in time. Now we know that Moses in building the tabernacle in the wilderness and preparing it, he said he made all things after the order of what he saw in heaven. So the earthly things only express what the eternal things are. So if he prepared your environment here, he has prepared your environment even after here. Are you still with me? I'm going to leave it there. Now, in the message, the great shining star, I'm just giving a perspective on this. In the message, a great shining star, paragraph 1-5, Brother says, but it gives us consolation to know this, that we do not hold our destiny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How, how your life will end is not in your hands. There is a higher power that will determine your end. Ah, Hallelujah. God holds our destiny. He has ordained it to be so. There is nothing that will interrupt the program of God. We are bound to arrive. Ah, Hallelujah. There is nothing that will interrupt the program of God. We are bound to arrive. And he, remember, he thought his thoughts towards you are good thoughts. Amen. And he wants you to bring it to an expected end. God has got gracious things for you. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Let's come to the scripture, brother, in the scripture Moses. Or Hebrews 11, uh, verse 24. This is our character this evening that we are going to dwell on. Hebrews 11 verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest lest that he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned are you still with me Amen. now he's telling you Moses we know how Moses was born we know Moses as a baby after he was born we know that he was a promised son a deliverer now after he was born then we see the Jacobeth and Emram taking uh, Moses to river Nile and putting him among the crocodiles. And the crocodiles had already tasted the human blood because they used to take the children and throw them into the river. But they take the child to the very place where it was danger, danger was posed. Why? They knew that if he's a promised son, he will overcome that danger. Are you still with me? No, when they put him there on River Nile, I can imagine he was on that basket and he was sailing on the water and moving through the crocodile, God anointed the crocodile to recognize that the, the deliverer was going past. Are you still with me? I believe God anointed the crocodile to salute Moses as he was passing by. But look where destiny was taking Moses. The destiny took Moses to Pharaoh's palace. The very man that wanted to kill the child was made to take care of the child. Are you still with me? The mother who gave birth and thought my child was going to be, to be killed. It is the very mother that was paid to take care of her own child. Are you still with me? Then Moses, as he grew into the palace and looked at the luxury, he never assumed something in him made him uncomfortable. He was referred as a Pharaoh. He was raised as a Pharaoh. But something in him just created a discomfort in Moses. He felt that, look, uh, there is something better about me. Later, the mother told him that, actually, you are not an Egyptian. You are a Hebrew. Are you still with me? Then when he recognized that he was a Hebrew, God started working with him. I'm coming to this quotation here where Brother Bremen speaks about Moses in the message, I know my redeemer liveth. Paragraph 65. He says, and Moses, when he became full 40 years old, a middle-aged man, he had been trained in school, and God has such rigged way sometimes of bringing his things to pass that he has promised. Now that he took Moses back at the backside of the desert, And let him hear the screams and the horns as he staggered in the wilderness and as back there alone in the desert and the howling winds, the scorpions, the cobras alone out in the wilderness till he almost perished. But he could not perish because God's purpose in the life of Moses was not yet fulfilled. (laughs) Somebody, I don't know whether somebody finds this relatable. Where in your life you have gone through some cobra, some scorpion, some nightmares, some unpleasant experiences. And at some point in time you thought you were finished. But here you are still standing. Why are you still standing? God's purpose in your life is yet to be fulfilled. And if it is not fulfilled, it will never be defeated. Are you still with me? Now, then, then it says... There is nothing that can defeat the purpose of God. God brought Moses forth. And Moses had to do what God told him to do. Because God's purpose cannot be defeated. Are you still with me? If you feel overwhelmed, this should be an assurance. God's purpose in your life shall never be defeated. Are you still with me? Actually God's purpose in your life can even Defy an incurable disease Where the doctors have Really already pronounced that You cannot make it but somewhat You are going to make it Because the Lord's purpose in your life Has not yet been fulfilled And I say no matter what the devil does As long as God still has a purpose Upon your life I don't care What is against you you're going to make it Folks I say You're going to make it if God has brought you until this far, He can take you further. Yes. And look where He has brought you. He has brought you through so many things. Yes. How many have got testimonies here? Yes. Don't be gloomy tonight. Yes. God has taken you through unpleasant experiences. Yes. There are some places where you thought you had hit a Kaldisa. But somewhat miraculously, because he's a way maker, he made a way for you. And even tonight, no matter what is up against you, God will make a way. This gives me an assurance this evening. Now, brother, in the message, Why Christ Speak, we are still on Moses. Paragraph 2. Then he says, in this message... He preached this on the 4th of October 1959. He says, Now Moses, being called for this purpose, but he was a man, God trained him eight years before he ever was able to use him. Forty years in the palace and forty years in the wilderness. God can train a man. That's paragraph 33. I think I missed a number here. God can train a man and take him 100 years for 30 minutes work. Folks, I don't know whether you caught that one. A lot of times we are rushing. God can put you in an oven of training for 80 years just to come and achieve a 30 minutes work. And that thirty minutes work can stand for a generation. Don't rush God. At the appointed time, He will do what He said He will do. Are, are you still here, folks? Go and let me tell you: you are, you are not you are not too early, neither are you too late. You are not too old, neither are you young. You are at the right time. You will just follow God's program at the appointed time he will do the paradoxical in your life. For 40 years a man is in a palace and after 40 years there is a realization that yes I was born to be a deliverer. He attempts to deliver the people and the plan goes wrong. Then he runs as a fugitive. He goes away because now Pharaoh is looking for him. He's out in the wilderness now for 40 years. Now eight years later God has not yet done anything in his life. Let me tell you something. If God said he's going to do something in your life, and he has not done it, you had much better rejoice, because it tells you, you still have more days upon the face of the earth. Had God given Abraham a child in the first year, there was no need to preserve Abraham for the entire period. As long as God delayed, it means Abraham was still around. And as long as Abraham was still around He had to save God Eight years later God begins to fulfill his purpose In the life of Moses And you are sitting here Some of you are not even 40 Some of you are not even 50 But you are already anxious And say things are not happening What if God is waiting on your 70th year Hallelujah That in the 70th year Now you will be ready and I am going to use you only for one year. And in that year, you will change a course of history. Amen. Amen. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes. But the problem we live during a microwave mentality. We want things now. Instant gratification. Today when you tell a young ones and say you need to do this, and after this you need to do that, and it will take you this period. By the time you finish laying out the plan, they will already switched off. They want it now and they want it now. God is not the God that works in that way. Sometimes before he gives you something, he has to mold your character. Yes. Come on, folks. Yes. Let's be honest. Some of you had you blessed with what he has blessed you now with and he has blessed you so, 20 years ago. Tonight you will not be in church. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. You do not have the capacity to handle God's blessings. The most dangerous thing is to be blessed at the wrong time. When you are not ready for a blessing, a blessing becomes a curse. I say, God, take your time if you need to take your time. But when I'm ready, do your will upon my life. This one, we need to take it to young preachers as well. Some preachers, they spring up today. He wants to start a church, he wants it to be a 2,000 church within 24 hours. That's not how God works. Hallelujah. God, thing. I mean, even if you cook, you know that things that you rush in the kitchen are normal and healthy. Hallelujah. But things when you come to the kitchen and say, are we about to eat? And they tell you that, no, 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 about 30 minutes. Then you know that you're going to have a good meal. Are you still with me? But if it's just a sh- in the kitchen, in no time they say it's ready, you must know that now they have just prepared your cancer in a very pleasant manner. Hallelujah. Good things take time, folks. Are you still with me? Young ones, don't rush to get married. God is still preparing your husband. God is still preparing your God is not in a, in, a, in a rushing business take your time at the feet of Jesus and say God I have committed this matter to you take as much time as you want at the right time give it to me yes. And while I did remember before God sends the, the right thing he sends the sub, the devil sends a substitute Prorhom yes. says God knows how to trade Hallelujah. Sometimes when God trains you, it looks like he he has lost compassion. Because you're going through this experience and that experience. Look at David. David comes and and Samuel comes and says, I am sent to this house to anoint a young boy to be a king. They present a brother after a brother. And when he looks at them, the structure is right. But the character is wrong. He says, no, there must still be one. And later they say, oh, goodness, we forget. We've got a little bit young boy. He's out in the woods. And someone says, call that one. When he came, God said, this is the right one. Are you still with me? When you look at it through the human eye, he did not seem like he was qualified. Later, he was anointed to be a king. But he was not appointed to be a king. There was a period between the anointing and the appointment. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. After the anointing, he goes one day as the brethren are fighting out there. He comes there. He intervenes. He kills Goliath. It looks like such a a heroic act. But after that, he becomes a public enemy enemy number one. The king is after him. He runs away. But yet is anointed to be a king. But yet he's not a king. He's going through trust. I believe he must have wondered. But God said I'm going to be a king. But he never went straight to the throne. Because had he gone straight to the throne, he did not have the character to be a king. Yeah. Okay. Are you still with me? He goes out, he becomes a fugitive until he even desires to taste the waters of Jerusalem. He's out there in the mountain. Later comes to a place called Ziklag. The place is bent down. It is ransacked. The children and the women are taken. And even men that were with David, they began to turn their back on him. They wanted to stone him. Then the Bible said, David then encouraged himself in the Lord. I believe that he must have preached himself a sermon. And what was that sermon? I'm the anointed one. I'm yet, I'm not yet appointed. But if God said I'm going to be a king, I'm not going to be killed until God's word in my life it is fulfilled. I don't care what am I getting. I am going to be a king at the right time. Yes. But you get anointed today. You want to jump today. Hmm? Looking for results. Brother, we had that, that prayer. I felt it all over my body. Looking for a result. No character. God's people are tested upon waiting. Amen. Are you still with me? It, now, in the message, trying to do God a service. I don't need to quote that. The, the, I don't need to go through the quote. I just summed up. But Abraham speaks about the five masks when you are doing God a service because you can do God a service without it being his will now he says there must be five must firstly it must be God's time and in his season for it must be God's time and in his season Before you act upon that plan, is it God's time? Is it God's season? Sometimes we've got great plans, but we execute them during a wrong season. And when they fail, we wonder that why has it failed? It may not be the time. Then the second thing, it must be according to his program. What is the program today? The program is that people must get into the message of the hour. We are not looking for the physical ark. There is a spiritual ark. If a man builds a physical ark and says we must get into it, that is not the season for that ark. It is a season for the spiritual ark. Are you still with So it must be God's program. The third thing, it must be according to his spoken word. There must never be one scripture against it. Amen. Folks, I'm giving you things that you must tick off. If these things are tick- ticked off, whatever you do is not going to fail. Somebody caught that one. It must be according to his spoken way. That's the third one. It must be by the person he has chosen to do it with. Amen. Here's a danger. People love a copycat life, folks. God will deal with you in your originality. You are not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna see Brother Clement singing good song. Then I say, "Hey, as well, I can do that. I will do it, but I will be a spectacular failure." Are you still with me? I don't know whether do we agree. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And especially we call it a mob psychology mentality. We've heard it in this country. Everybody, when they want to do IT, everybody goes to do IT. And not all long, then the place is saturated. The next time they say, everybody an engineer, everybody goes to an engineer. Sometimes you must look at your God-given talents and tap into your originality. Are you still with me? If somebody is a speaker and you are not a speaker, move away from that. You're going to bring a reproach upon your life. You must be because God, when he has got an assignment, assignment for you, he capacitates you. God has never given a man an assignment and later that man fell short of what was expected of the assignment. If he gives you an assignment, that means that there is certain attributes and qualities That he has put in you to meet that assignment. This is one I would want to emphasize. If even our children can know that, they will know that it doesn't mean that if child A does this, we need to do that. Everyone has got their God-given area. Never be a copycat, never impersonate anyone. Be original. Come on, folks. I'm told if BMW in Germany when it produces BMWs, firstly, they look at it, they say, this BMW, we are producing it, but it is going to be, I think in this region, we call it a tropical area. It? Is it tropical? Okay. Geography people, are you here? South, Southern Africa is tropical. That's where it's sunny. Is it so? Amen. Now, if it is tropical, now, Then you've got places like Europe, where most of the time, either it's raining, the weather. Even here in South Africa, you've got the tropical section, which is Limpopo. Then you've got the coastal, where it is always windy. uh, uh, It's raining, and so forth. If you take a car, have you seen the cars when you're around Devon or Cape Town? They look very rusted, corroded. It's because why? It's because of the quality, is it sea salt that causes it to be like that? So when the manufacturer of a car manufactures a car, he's got to bear in mind where the weather conditions, where this car is going to be driven. And he must be able to bring out a quality that can be able to withstand the weather conditions where the car is going. If he brings a car that is meant for tropical and he takes it elsewhere, in no time it is not going to be durable. It is going to get damaged very easily. Are you still with me? Now, similarly, if a natural manufacturer would think like that, I believe the heavenly God would think exactly in the same way. If he has made you to be a woman, there are certain qualities that are in you that can never be tapped by a man. Come on, sister. There are certain things when a child cries. There are times when we give up. Uh, Don't pretend like you don't know. There are times when the baby cries and you, you try this trick. You try to be a cartoon. It never works out until you say, Mom, help out. But as soon as the baby lands into the mother's arm, somewhat the baby keeps quiet. What's happening? There is a certain quality. That if you, if you doubt what I'm talking about Ask your children to choose That if you were to go the separate way Who are they going to choose They're going to choose mom yes, uh, Hallelujah yes. I know it's debatable some brother. It is the fact of the matter yes. If something hits your heart on the head You're going to scream and say mom yes. Not that are you, There are certain qualities That a woman has That a man does not have yes, Are you still with me now imagine if a man a woman tries to be a man then she is robbing herself of her God given qualities because she is operating in a zone that is not her zone and a lot of times she is going to be overwhelmed because that is not her zone are you still with me let's put it this way even right now as you are born however way you are born if you are tall, God preplanned your structure to be tall. If you are short, God preplanned your structure to be short. Amen. So, that means what your assignments if you're a short man are are designed for a short man. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are come on folks, you can never do what God has never designed you to do. Yes. Anything that God has designed for you he has capacity. He has built you in such a manner that you must do that. Amen. If you are not, you're going to crack in no time. For what? Have you ever seen when they've promoted a guy that made him a superintendent and he's got no capacity? Within three months, we see a resignation letter coming in. I'm done. I'm going to spend time with the family because the pressure is too much. Yes. I was still saying the fourth one. It must be by the person he has chosen to do it. You can be, this one I'm not going to move, you can be inspired by someone, but don't be them. You can be inspired by the story of someone, but don't be them. You can borrow the approach, you can borrow the discipline, you can borrow the principle, but don't try to be them. Because when you try to be them, you're going to fail. And what is creating jealousy is when somebody wants to be somebody. Are you still with me? That is the breeding ground for jealousy. Amen. Amen. There is a men that I can never be like them. And there is a men that can never be like me. There are some women that can never be like you. So, tap into your originality. And the prophet says, the fifth one, the prophet must be vindicated. In this case, the work must be vindicated. I'm going to bring a quotation. They ask Brother Brennan a question and say, how do I know my position in the body of Christ? I like how he responded to the question because there is a life principle from the answer. He says, any time you do something and God blesses it, it means you are in the will of the Lord. Are you still with me? If it is God, it has to prosper. If it is man-made, it will reach an end where you throw your hands in the air and say, it is not for me. Because why? You were not called for that. But if you were called for that, you are capacitated for that. I I, I don't know whether we're together here. Then it says, in the very same message, it says, there are three witnesses that can unlock and turn the key. It must be the written promise of his weight. It must be the believer's faith. Then it must be the vindication of the spirit. Let's go to the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 1. Let's go verse 2. Verse 2. Scripture says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Hallelujah. Yes. Make it plain upon team tables. Brother DeParis spoke last Wednesday about how you can make sure that you lock something into your subconscious mind. A lot of people, you cannot, I think we've got business people in the building you can't run a business unless you've got a written plan you've got to have what are the objectives and write them down and revisit them and revise them and update them are you together so you can't live your life with no goals with no objectives because why an idle mind is the devil's workshop and i was telling young people they asked me and say, pastor how can we overcome in our time? I told them two things. I say, strong ambition can never coexist with lust. You need an energy for lust, but if that energy is exhausted by something productive, you have no energy anymore for that. Are you still with me? Now, the Lord said. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tables, that they may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Are you still with me? And my question where you are going. Your destiny, if you are a man of destiny, you must be making sure that you know where you are going. You must be deliberate in terms of the family that you want to have. You must be deliberate about the spiritual staining that you want to have. You must be deliberate about everything. And if needs be, write it down. And say, Lord, I commit it to the Lord. I want my children to say, yes, vision is, uh, is written, it is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. It will not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. But make sure that all these boxes are ticked off. Amen. Let me read one quotation before I release you. In the message, the seven church age, Brother Ram says, Now remember that Moses was born for a certain work. But he could not do that work until he had received the gift which will enable him to do the work. Are you still here, folks? If God gives you the work, he gives you the gift to do the work. And when God has given you a gift, no one will take that gift away from you. Are you still with me? If you are a singer, if somebody hates your singing, it will never go away. Because why it was given by God. And it will be preserved by God. Amen. Some of you, you think when people hate you, they diminish the effect- effectiveness of your gift. It doesn't work like that. A gift comes from God. But he could not do that work until he had received the gift which would enable him to do the work. He had to go out in the desert and wait there. And God had an appointed time. There was to be a certain Pharaoh on the throne. And the people had to be crying for the bread of life. Before God could send him back. Look, look! the gift of Moses. They had to be Pharaoh first. Why they had to be Pharaoh? Pharaoh had to bring them out of their comfort zone. And in the end time, the Pharaoh of today must bring us out of our comfort zone. Yes. Come on, folks. God deals when people are disparate. The prophet said, God will hear a disparate prayer. Amen. I don't know how many people in the building that God has ever made them to be discomfortable, Uncomfortable. Amen. Maybe you had a nice job. And everything was going right. You were the blue-eyed boy of the office. All of a sudden, there came a manager that did not like you and begins to torment you. And you prayed the whole night for this manager. And the tormenting went on and on. That manager, you may hate him. He may have been brought by God in your life for a reason. Hallelujah. Maybe God saw that you are comfortable in your nest. And he wanted you to sow higher. But he realized that the discomfort, I've got to bring somebody to create this discomfort. Most of you would have never realized what is in you until you were made to be uncomfortable. Yes. And I said, God, I thank you for making us uncomfortable. Because it is in, uh, in the discomfort where you grew. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. There had to be Moses, there had to be Pharaoh. There had to be people crying for bread. Then God moved on the sea and brought out of Moses what was in Moses. The greatest danger, as I'm closing, is to die with your destiny not being tapped into. The greatest regret is to go to your grave and say, only if had he Or she done this. Why? Because a lot of people have fear. Fear of what? Failure. If I fail, they will laugh at me. But here is something. When you fail, you grow. You know something that people don't know. Never be afraid to try and fail and try again and again, and again, until you make it. I'm saying, as we are living here, what are the things that God had in his mind about our lives? Let us look for his plan so that we connect with our destiny. There is fulfillment in living your life that is according to your destiny. And there is frustration in missing your destiny. Let me stop here. God bless you. Shakespeare say some are born great, some achieve greatness, some have greatness thrust upon their shoulders. Somebody say some people watch things happening, some wonder what is happening, some make things happen as we stand to our feet. Let's just sing. I love him, I love him. Brother Watts will wrap up in prayer for us. How many love him tonight? time You tonight oh god yes dear god
2: father god not because of what you've done or what you you promised to do for us oh god but because you first loved us oh god yes father god and tonight oh god the the message oh god that you came and you spoke to us again oh god father mm. shows oh god father how much you love us oh god father god unconditionally oh god father god you chose us because you knew oh god that we will choose you, O God, Heavenly Father, God, you, Father, God, have our destiny, O God, planned out, O God, Father, God, and you came, O God, with the message, Father, God, to tell us, O God, to encourage us, O God, Father, God, that we need to hold on, O God, Father, Father, God, that, O Lord, Father, we we say thank you, O God, for speaking, O God, the words, O God, because, O God, too many times, O God, we in a rush, oh God, we in a hurry, O God. And we miss, O oh God, what you have planned, O oh God, and what you have in store for us, oh God yes. Father, tonight we pray, O oh God, Father, Father, God, help us, O oh God, give us the patience, O oh God, Father God, to just hold on, O oh God, Father, to trust you, O oh God, because ultimately, O oh God, when we rush, O oh God, Father, when we we Father God, end up failing, O oh God, Father, we want to look back, O oh God, and we want to blame you, O oh God, yet yes. O oh God, Father. We failed you, O God, exactly. and not you, us, O God. We pray, O God, forgive us for that Let tonight, O God, so Father. And help us, O God. Father God, increase our faith, O God. Father God, so that, O Lord, Father, in everything that we do, O God, Father God, that we would know, O God, Father, your plan is at work, O God. We pray, O God, and we thank you for our dear pastor that you thank used you, tonight, Father. O God. Yes. Father, may you bless him, O oh God. Continue, O oh God, Father. Let him, O oh God, Father, God, look to the great Shepherd, O oh God, in everything. To O oh God, we pray, O oh God, Father, Lord, each and every one as we go home, O oh God, Father, may we go, O oh God, Father, and may we find, O oh God, our purpose, O oh God, our purpose that you have in store for us, O oh God. We prayed in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered by yes. by the Lord. God bless you richly. Just give us a song till we see you. Amen. i
1: creation. Yes. I'm a brand new man. All, all things are passed